ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rural Survival Show with Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. Today is Saturday, the 28th day of May in the year of our Lord, 2022. Good morning, Rick. Uh, good morning, good morning. How's everything coming along? Hey, Rick. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going good, buddy. Uh, Rick, right. there's something I wanted to do before we get started on the gardening. My son-in-law came up with what I think is a fantastic idea, and I really don't know how to approach it, but I wanted to put it out there to everybody. And this is in regard to that school shooting that they had down there in Texas. I think it was Wednesday. Now, my son-in-law and I were talking, and, you know, they spend all these literally millions of dollars on security at these schools. In fact, the, the little school here in our town for the, I guess it's first through sixth grade, spent a quarter of a million dollars just on redoing the entrance, put in bulletproof glass and all that, spent a fortune. We see the cops screwed up apparently down there in Texas. I ain't judging them. I'm just saying that the head of the DPS there in Texas uh, said they screwed up. So, but here's what I was thinking and my son-in-law was thinking. You know, there's a lot of guys out there like me, disabled vets, combat vets, you know, have grandkids. You know, I bet you if these school boards would come out and offer us a chance to sit and, you know, just inside the school doors or just outside of them, for four hours a week, I'm not even saying getting paid for it, but sit there for four hours a week, you know, and, you know, switch off with different people, you know, a couple of three times a day, you know, I bet there wouldn't be no school shootings. You know, if you or I had been sitting there in front of that door, Rick, and that kid come in there with an AR-15, you know, he would have made about half a step, and that would have that would have been it. It would have been over. You know, uh, just a thought. But you know, folks, if any of you guys are interested in doing something like that, talk to your school board and uh, let us know what they say. I'd appreciate it. What do you think, Rick? Well, you know, it poses all kinds of legal problems um the um they oh yeah our church our our catholic church is very conservative and i know full well there are some people in there who are carrying uh i can pretty much spot spot these people i there's one guy i know for a fact has got to be a security guard of some kind i know he's got something on but the uh how's this work you're allowed to carry, oh, I can't remember the exact mandate, but you're allowed to carry inside the church with the permission of the pastor. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> where my wife teaches, private school, uh, you're talking $20,000 a year per kid, 6 through 12, May God have mercy on you if you've got more than one kid. Um, yeah. 
But they've always had, you know, Paul Blart, the mall cop, walking around. Uh, and the guy was basically all he did was walk around, gossip, and drink coffee. As far as being uh, a threat to an active shooter, I wouldn't be, uh, would not, would not, I don't even think he was armed. I, I would not be uh, confident in a situation like that. Um, however, what they've got now is uh, some, a whole other deal. Uh, they've got somebody who has a, um, this is a um, like an armed security company, uh, licensed and bonded, and this guy is ex, uh, ex-Special Forces. Uh, so what, I don't know what prompted them to take this approach <clears throat> um, the 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 administration at this school while while it is while while their their clients their constituency they are conservative wealthy people that's a fact um the uh, the administration yeah. tends to lean left uh i'm a little surprised by this other than the fact that they must be they must have been advised um uh, in some way, shape, or form, or they would have never done this. Um, I wonder if they your must insurance be... made them do it. Well, that's that's an excellent thought. I mean, you get you get somebody pops through that door and shoots nineteen rich kids. Um, your ass is grass. You, they'll close the school down from the lawsuits. So, oh yeah, and. And even though they have the doors are uh, badged, they're badge doors, um, like just last week, uh, I was carrying something, and I walked up to the door, and one of the kids held the door open for me. Uh, I appreciate their manners. I, I appreciate um, the plight and the manners and the well-groomed young men. I really do. But at the same time, you know, I, I could have been carrying a bomb, uh, you know, nobody vetted yeah. me. Nobody, nobody frisked me. You know, um, yeah, it was just, uh, you know, so, you know, you've got security and then again, you don't, but, um, you know, so yeah, you're going to have, you're, you're opening up, uh, a massive can of worms. I, I highly suspect that this firm that, that, uh, this private school is using now, um, probably vets these people, uh, including, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, what was it? Psychiatric, whatever. Uh, and, and yeah. then, you know, then they're, they're licensed, insured and bonded. And so if something, if there is an event, uh, they're kind of covered, you know, and then they'll, of course I have legal representation probably out the wazoo, so I don't know. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with your idea, but the only way it would, I would liken it to the um, the militia, you know, this militia that took off and went up to uh, uh, to I can never remember these guys the name of the ranch Bundy went up there. You know, there there oh, were yeah. there were laws uh, that that enabled them to walk around with semi-automatic rifles and. There were laws that enabled them to stand the police and the military down. 
um, but you can be assured that they had uh, some sort of legal representation um, involved. Otherwise, they wouldn't have. Oh, they had to. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't. Really, I wouldn't. You know, going up there, I wouldn't know what direction to take. I don't know. I don't know the laws in my state, much less the laws in someone else's. So, yeah, I mean, it's a thought, but but you can't. You're not going to be able to do it ad hoc. Um, you know, and, and, you know, for that matter, you know, uh, this country has got a fair number of bad cops floating around. So, you know, even even when you'd like to say you could count on on Officer Good Buddy, um, it depends on who shows up. Um, you remember the sheriff of Coward County who had their people stand outside while this active shooter ran around supposedly shooting people. Um, down there in Broward County, I mean, you just right. you just can't you just can't hardly count count on it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, and I, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm, it's happened twice now in what a week, twice in two weeks, um, by this by the yeah. same type About of individual. Yeah. yeah. So so you know, I hate to say it, you know, and uh, I've already been called out as a tinfoil uh, conspiracy theorist. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if MK Ultra's up to their old tricks again. Um, it's funny It's funny how we have a proliferation of these uh, school shootings when people like Biden and, and Harris are in charge. Yeah. Well, you know what I can't figure out on this one deal, and then we'll get to gardening, Rick is how does this 18-year-old that worked at Wendy's and then quit his job afford the six to $8,000 it costs to buy a 1,000 rounds of ammo and two AR-15s? Well, I would say he he lived at home and saved up for the event, but, yeah, but but then again, it's more likely that that that's all... uh, BS, that paperwork is BS, and the stuff was actually uh, kind of planted, you know, like it, they made it look like that's what he did. But, I mean, that stuff, for a professional, that stuff's not hard to do. You could make it look oh, like no. anything. I could do it. I wouldn't, well, you I, probably, I could do it. Yeah, you probably could. Um, you know, and, you know and, and that's, you know, that's the other... That's the other side of this coin, is that the world we're living in, and after gardening we will discuss that, of course, um, you've got certain people, even within the military, who will um, throw this country up under the bus for for money. And if you're the kind of yeah. entity that can can print money out of thin air, you have no problems paying these people at all. You'll just print print a bunch of money and, and have them do whatever. And you know that's that's a very cost effective way to hire hitmen is is just have a printing press and and tell them what you want done, and uh, they're going to do it. And you know you you this uh, the the days the days of getting a um, a fair shake from. Uh, uh, military and law enforcement. I mean, it's 
it'd be a miracle if you found yourself in a situation where where the system actually had your back. But we'll get in we'll get into more of that horrible stuff later. Okay. But just between you and me, I think I'd trust the military, at least the US military, farther than I trust the FBI. Oh. Uh, yeah, the FBI, CIA, they're completely co-opted and corrupt. Um, you might have some luck yeah. with your All right, local, so what part of local... gardening do we do? Well, what part of gardening? Well, let's um, yeah. a, a little update on some stuff we talked about uh, before. Um, I believe it's hard to say because I think you and I talked about the excess of nitrogen on the tomatoes uh before the show last week, but I'm not sh- I'm not at all certain I brought it up during the show. So let me briefly recap. Um, somehow, some way, okay. I got some excess nitrogen on the tomatoes, uh, and they reacted somewhat differently. It was it was varietal specific. Um, some of the tomatoes didn't hardly care, and other of the varieties cared a lot. And so when you get too much nitrogen on your tomato you're going to get nitrogen curling of the new foliage. It's going to be kind of distorted and kind of wispy and feathery looking. Won't won't look like a tomato leaf. It'll look like something um, from an exotic tropical island. Um, now you if you if you desist, if you hold food back, uh, the plant will grow out of it. And uh, some of the plants that I affected. Uh, probably I fed them two or three weeks ago. They're growing out of it, and things are starting to straighten out, and there are a few others out there, uh, especially open-pollinated. That would be uh, heirloom types, which I don't grow too many of. They absolutely hated it, and they are still still curled up pretty good. Remember that nitrogen is very transient um, right. input. It's it's uh, it's a macro. It's it's the macro that makes things green, but it is also uh, it also moves very quickly, very easily. Um, it's a gas, so it can gas off. It also leaches. Uh, it, water will leach it away. So I have been uh, trying to correct my issue by overwatering a little bit uh, in the in in the big pots where I get a lot of drainage. Um, and then, then to the plant, uh, we'll, we'll use it and burn it off. Uh, so as long as I hold back the nitrogen, uh, I, everything should be fine uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, another thing I'm a little shocked about um, is cucumbers. Um, I planted several kinds, um, some gynoecious meaning all female flowers, others that are um, open-pollinated, so they will have male flowers. That gives the bees the ability to move from there mm-hmm. to, the, to the neighboring plants, to the, to the gynoecious, which will outproduce the open-pollinated. And then I was trialing, maybe you guys remember, this, this Italian, um, it's, it's called a cute, but it isn't, it's called Caracello, and it is actually a um, some sort of a 
what was it, a, some sort of a melon. Uh, but it begins life looking like a cucumber, and the idea here is to snag it when it is cucumber-sized. Um, and uh, when I when I when I had them in the flat, I had you know mostly uh, uh, op- open pollinated max packs, and and about a dozen uh, carousellos. Well, man, were they wimpy? I mean, they. They looked sickly. They looked unhappy, um, and but I put them in the garden anyway, uh, thinking, "Well, we just you know, I'll report to the crowd my failure." Well, then I went away for about a week, and when I came back, they were twice the size of the others. So I was very surprised by wow. that. Uh, yeah, I these things are going crazy. Um, I guess they didn't like the cool weather, and they didn't like being in the uh, little plastic uh, cell. They didn't like that, I guess. But they do, they do, <laughs> they like being in the garden just fine. And so when I go to replant, uh, which I will, because, you know, your cukes, they don't last all year. I mean, I don't know what the, the DTM would be, or if I'm going to make an attempt to find out for you. Um, the, um, at some point, you've got to pull them and replant uh, a days of maturity, 60. So, you know, somewhere, so I put them in uh, mid-April. They've been in there about about a month, maybe a little more. And so somewhere, uh, probably toward the end of June, they're going to peter out. And what I really ought to do, since I took the time to put up a cool trellis, is just have some more ready to put back in, and I will use uh, some more of the open pollinated, some more of the gynoecious, but I will I will use more of these carousellos, particularly if they turn out to be interesting tasting, since they're not really acute. Um, they're supposed to have a, a unique flavor of some kind, and I will I will let you know what hmm. that is because I have I have no clue. Um, I have been uh, regularly experimenting, uh, since I don't have my own cukes yet, we've been buying the small pickling English cucumbers, which they don't have a lot of seeds in them. Um, they're very good for making pickles. But I've been experimenting, of course, as I told you before, with uh, lacto-fermentation. Um, uh, not not, not yeah. so much as fermenting. Uh, and Because uh, I do love... I do love half sour deli pickles, uh, and this batch I did yesterday. This is the first time that I've had fresh grape leaves available to me to put in the bottom. Uh, remember that I told you that the tannins off the grape leaves will is supposed to keep these things crisp. We'll find out. Um, in order to make a half sour pickle, you only need some portion of a week. Um, to me, they taste really great after two or three days because they taste like about half cucumber, half pickle, and that's pretty cool. Um, at this point, I'm also still paying for fresh dill because it is. It's really, it's really quite a snack. I mean, um, you know, we all know what a dill pickle, you know, tastes like, and it's, you know, it can be a bit over the top. You know, yeah. it's it's a very very one-dimensional flavor 
Um, you know, it tastes like a salty, right. vinegary uh, in dill. Okay. Well, when you when you get something that's fresh and crisp, it still tastes a little like a cucumber, but a little like a pickle. That's pretty fun. That that is a great snack, and I I can't hardly get enough of them. And then of course you've got the added uh, advantage uh, of the uh, of the of the bio fermentation because so now you've got you've got um, it's fermented. You've got a um, it now it's a probiotic. So not only does it taste great. Uh, it's good for your stomach and for your digestive tract, and it's all that you can store these cukes for a couple of weeks anyway, without without refrigeration. So, you know, I've been experimenting. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see what goes with the grape leaves. I hope it works. Um, you know, a lot of these things are new to me. Oh, I'm um, sure it will. Well, I, they were fairly crisp. Without the leaves, you know, they were certainly, uh, after a week or 10 days or two weeks, they still had some crunch. They weren't as crunchy as they were when I put them in there, but they were still excellent. Uh, I'm wondering, I'm just kind of hoping this will be even better. Um, And it says, it is said, you know, that you can use, um, what is it, Uh, something, there's another thing that you can buy. Uh, from Mrs. 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 Something, you ladies know what I'm talking about. But they make she makes all this pickling stuff, and but but it's it's tannin. It, it alters it alters the flavor of the pickle. The grape leaves are not supposed to change the flavor of the pickles, so it's supposed to be more of a neutral deal. So it'll be interesting. Um, the uh, yeah. Kale, I can't cannot keep up with the kale. I can't eat it fast enough. I'm going to need some kale recipes um, or something because even though I eat it every day in a salad for lunch, uh, and when I say a salad, I'm talking about, you know, a Tupperware container a foot across. That is my lunch. Um, right. And um, it's, uh, you know, I don't, there's not much in it. There's some onion, some kale some endive, uh, some seeds, like it could be sunflower seeds or whatever, uh, a fair amount of extra virgin olive oil, um, uh, black pepper, and and maybe a squeeze of lemon juice. And then uh, when I get ready to eat it, I will use uh, some uh, some uh, Himalayan sea salt. And uh, it's very Mediterranean deal. It's classic Mediterranean salad, uh, super good for you. And, um, you know, it's... It, fills you up and you don't uh, what do they say without adding to the luxury of your waistline so um, so yeah so that's that's the deal so but I can't keep up with it with the kale one other thing I want to mention is I've oh my and my collards are going absolutely insane they're growing like three inches a day um, cool. the the cabbage the cabbage butterflies the little white ones that everybody thinks are cute they're not cute there comes more. They're, they're just like, you got to watch out and just sniff them up your nose. Um, the, uh, they're landing on everything that is brassica. <clears throat> they're sitting, mating in the kale and the collards. They're, they're on anything that is of the brassica family right now. And you know what they're going to do. They're going to lay eggs, and then they're going to turn into those little green worms. And within within two days, you're going to walk out 
and you're going to look at your kale, and it's going to look like uh, grandma's doily, and it's going to be covered in green worm poop, and you're not going to be able to eat it at all, unless you're absolutely starving to death, in which case I guess you'd get uh, some kale and some protein. But <clears throat> I just soon prevent that, and so, um, so I've been spraying every week um, with spinosad and copper, and uh, obviously today I'm going to have to get after it. Uh, when I started spraying, there were no cabbage butterflies around, um, but now uh, they're everywhere. Right. And so, so um, you got to keep that under control. Of course. And w- while you're up, while you're up to that, while you're doing that, um, and I've mentioned this before, but I think I better mention it again. You may as well go around and and spray the cucumbers because they're going to need the copper uh, to keep that rust and that those uh, mildews off, and your squash, your zucchinis, and your winter squash. They're all yeah. going to need. The copper, and we've had a lot of rain here. Um, we have, I, my grass desperately mm-hmm. needs to be cut, and it's a soggy mess out there. And I, I, I guess if I go out there in the zero turn, I'm going to start making ruts. I could possibly try to wait till tomorrow, but it's already too tall. Um, and I see we're getting chemtrailed right now, uh, so I I'll guess they've got you, something Rick, planned. We had nine inches of rain. Oh, boy. Well, that's just too much. I was much. just going to say, we had nine inches of rain in seven days. Well, I mean, you know, it's, there, it's nice to raise, raising the yep. water table, uh, which is swell, and I'm sure the trees are getting a big charge out of it. The truth of the matter is I've hardly had the water of the garden at, at all. I think I've had the water of the tomatoes twice since I put them right. in a month ago. Um, it just, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's helpful in some ways, uh, but then in other ways, it's kind of weird. Uh, the other thing I've noticed, the other thing I've noticed is that now every night, and I mean, it's June, probably any day now, um, it's still going down in the mid-50s at night, which I think is very odd. I don't hardly much remember. It is. Uh, I think... Um, this is, this is, I can tell you by looking at the growth habits of the variety of plants that I have in, um, the kale and the lettuce and the collards, um, they don't care. They're, they're fine with that. It's fine. Uh, but, but the, the tomatoes are doing okay. Uh, I think they would prefer a little more heat, but they're, they're shrugging it off. What is not shrugging it off is the basil and the herbs and the eggplants absolutely hate it and the peppers hate it. So, you know, so until we start, you know, getting some warmer night temperatures, um, I'm not, not going to have a particularly easy time uh, getting peppers and eggplants, to be real. Um, I guess we'll... Well, I guess we'll get there at some point. Um, I noticed that uh, the Hoss boys down in southern Georgia said that it doesn't matter whether you check with Farmer's Almanac or the National Weather Service, they are talking about down there having an unusually hot summer. Um, so uh, 
I guess you know right. if you say so. If you must must be. I haven't seen any. I sure haven't seen any portion of that up here. Um, if it's going to start, it sure didn't start yet. Well, no, I was just looking at weather forecast while you were mentioning the night's lows. Here, Rick, we're not supposed to have a low uh, above 62 degrees for the entire week. You know, next week coming up. Not most we're, of it's in, you know, 53, 52, you know, yeah. 57. That's most of it. Oh, my God. Well, of course, I kind of like it. Have... Not to garden, but. No, it's it's refreshing to be certain. I mean, you know, there are certain there are certain certain aspects of all of this um, that are pleasant, but but it, it is going to affect. It is not just my food production, but this massive these massive amounts of rain combined with low temperatures is screwing up the farming. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back in about uh, three minutes. We'll start taking calls at the top of the hour. Please stand by. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's one, Rad. Consistent results when used for heart problems. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious that if he hadn't made it to the hospital in time, he would have died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives, he tried Extendivite. While taking Extendivite, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness. But there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive, and eventually, it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. 
Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. world it is exploding violence flaring bullets loading you're old enough to kill but not for voting you don't believe in war but what's that gun you're toting and even the jordan river has bodies floating but you tell me over and over and over again my friend i you don't Don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one right, to save. Well, you are listening to the World Survival Show right here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Your hosts are Rick Schmidt and Tim Spencer today. Rick, I need to take a minute to go through our sponsors, and then we'll get back on task. Uh, all right, first thing, folks, if you'll go to ruralsurvival.life, that's ruralsurvival.life, on the left-hand side, you will see something that says the Gen T rocket heater is available for order. Now, they went about four months without taking orders because they were so backed up. But they're putting a lot of them out uh, at a time now. The new factory's all set up. From what I understand, they're putting out about 30 stoves a week. But anyway, uh, if you click on that picture there, or the actually the text below the picture of the rocket heater, that takes you straight to uh, John Moore's order page. He is the vice president of the company. Therefore, you get direct pricing without any markups for commission or anything like that. I don't make anything off of it, but uh, I thought I would put it out there for you guys that do want them. I've got one, and I love it. Uh, our other sponsors, or well, they're not a sponsor, but uh, and neither is this one. Um, take a Oh, shoot. I'm sorry, folks. My eyes are screwing up. Anyway, long-term food storage. There's a banner there. Uh, click on that if you want any dehydrated food, which I've been told it's very, very good. You know, it's a backup in case you lose your garden or something. But anyway, they're giving our listeners, I think it's a 5% discount. And the discount code is RSS. Again, this is for you guys, not for us. Uh, then our actual sponsors are Extendivite, who's been with us about eight years as a sponsor. Rick and Ori and I use it daily. It works great. 
what it does is unclog your veins and arteries. Uh, I know I was having a real problem with my right leg, and uh, this stuff really, really helped. And finally, we've got water revolution. Folks, you don't want to be without clean water. In most places, if power's out for an extended time, um, you're not going to have water. You can literally, after pre-filtering this water water from a mud puddle, you know, the coffee filter or something, you could put them in uh, one of these countertop ready pures, and you've got perfectly healthy water. But uh, if you click on that link, I think you'll be impressed. And uh, I've got one. In fact, we've got the whole house water uh, purifier. We've got uh, the Helix Energizer. Uh, we've got an undercounter uh, filter on the kitchen sink. Uh, we did it with its own faucet so that it uh, we're not filtering water that we wash dishes in just our drinking water and coffee pot and tea water. But anyway, folks, do yourself a favor. Take a look at ruralsurvival.life. Take a look at those products. I'm sure you can find something you can use. But that's it for that. Okay, Rick, I'll shut up now. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into it. I'm going to need another... uh, Yeah, I'm going to need another water filter, aren't I? Uh, I need, I'm going to need two of them. Uh, I've already got one from James McCanny, but I wouldn't mind having uh, a second one from Water Revolutions. Um, They're having a sale. They're having a sale right now, Rick. Really? They're having a sale uh, through yes, Monday. Yes, I, I hear that. Through, oh, Apparently through it's Monday. a significant one. Really? Uh, well, I'll take a look this afternoon yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah, that banner on the web. So, yeah, click on that banner because we do get a little bit from that. All right. Yeah, I'll so, look at yeah. that. Yeah. All right, so, so let's finish up. I, I want to finish up the gardening. Um, I know people, some people like it. And then we're going to talk about uh, the World Economic Forum, who has been planning your life oh, uh, for the last week, or as yeah, or as I opined before the show, planning your destruction uh, all week long, and it is uh, it's oh, really yeah. exciting. You you get to be you get to be in their stupid little plan. Well, um, like you said, what's yeah, this? What, let's hear. get done with the gardening, then we'll dive into that. Because well, yeah, my temper needs a relief point right now on that. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Uh, I will see if I can race through this gardening stuff. Um, so I managed to get a fence up around the potatoes uh, before the deer screwed everything up real good. They were nibbling on the Yukon gold, but they didn't touch the red uh, New Orleans. So we're going to find out what's going on. Remember, this is the root stop thing I'm doing as a... Uh, Science experiment, which I will eat. Um, the um, there's a, there's a, another potato out there, uh, which uh, Travis Key from Lazy Dog Farms grew side by side with a red Norland. It was called a red Viking, 
and while while he he plant he planted them in the ground, um, he planted five pounds of red New Orleans seed potatoes, and he got sixty pounds back. Okay, so that's a twelve x yield, which is outrageous. But he planted right. five pounds of red Vikings and got eighty five pounds uh, back, and that's off a thirty thirty foot row. Um, 85 pounds up, what is that, 17, um, whatever it is, it's more than 12. So, you know, next, what, yeah. I, what I'm thinking about doing, there's, there's, um, 19. um, no, okay. well, somewhere, no, 17, I'll tell right. you. okay, well, it's enough for me, buddy, uh, but, you know, I will check, there is a, um, Wood Prairie, I believe is the name of the company where he got them, Wood Prairie, on the Internet. And uh, I, if, I'm, I'm kind of equally divided. I, uh, I really am not a big fan of sweet potatoes, but they grow well. They grow very well in the heat, and they don't grow very well not in the heat. So when my potatoes come out, I was kind of wondering whether or not I should uh, try fall potatoes, which uh, it would be an experiment. Uh, where you um, what you're trying to do there is create another potato crop later in the year, but also that gives you when you harvest them, you should be able to hang on to them until the following spring. Uh, so you'd be growing your own seed potatoes, which I would really enjoy that because to me that being that sustainable right. would really be wonderful. Either that or in the heat, um, I would you know that's when you put in your uh, your sweet potatoes, you would get, you're not going to, you can, you still have time to grow your own slips, uh, but you probably won't. The Steel Plant Company, S-T-E-E-L-E, Steel Plant Company will send you sweet potato slips. That's what they do for a living. They will send you some slips, and now that it's hot out, you can get those in the ground if you'd like to grow sweet potatoes. Bear in mind, there is a curing time on those things that's ridiculous. It's like a month or even six weeks that you got to let those things sit around or they will not taste like a sweet potato. Now, you can eat them before that, but apparently they're not very good. Uh, so, um, huh. so we have uh, all the cool weather crops around here are doing great, but that's not what the farmers plant. My, car- my carrots look good. Um, the the elephant garlic are starting to show signs of some distress, and I'll be watching them closely to see when the bottom three leaves die, and at that point they've got to come out. Um, they are sister well, planted what's around. The problem, the Rick, is, it, is it too much they water? Get, is that the problem with them? Yeah, yeah, God only knows. They've been they've been certainly they've been fed and watered. Um, it is, you know, they have been in there since uh, uh, Halloween, so yeah, I don't really know. Uh, right. They may be getting close. They may be getting close to the end of their cycle. Um, however, they aren't as big as they ought to be, so I'll be watching them. Uh, it could be too much water. God only knows. Um, the um, but they're they're going to they're escaping now. Uh, they're they're putting off those uh, those flower heads that look like a swan. And I'm running around snapping those off. Yeah. My brother-in-law, we mentioned this last year, threw his in the trash. Uh, and I said, man, you shouldn't have done that. 
Not only do those Why? things hold up. What's that? Why did he throw them in the trash? Oh, because because uh, I did not uh, properly instruct him. I failed in my stewardship uh, to one of my family members, and uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask for forgiveness later. Although I've got about a thousand of them, I can I can certainly hook him up. Uh, those things hold so well in the refrigerator; they will hold fine in the refrigerator and stay crispy for like a month or two. And they are so yeah. good in things like soup, stew, pesto. Uh, I use the scapes in my pickles. I you know take some of those scape heads and put them down in there instead of using up my garlic. I just use the scapes. Uh, it's it's all wonderful. There's no reason right. to start pitching scapes and they make an outrageous pesto. Uh, a garlic scape and kale pesto is an outrage. It is so freaking good. Um, the oh yeah down south down south Travis Key is running into massive problems. Uh, well, not massive yet, but I'm thinking it's going to be. Uh, he planted numerous kinds of tomatoes. And the uh, the heirlooms are collapsing for some reason, which is is not really normal for him. Normally, normally he can get them to kind of s- struggle through, but um, they, they 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 don't seem to show any signs of leaf disease. However, the the plant is collapsing. The whole plant is like collapsing all at once, uh, which is very odd. Uh, and I, I, he doesn't sort know of why. A and I should not. virus, or boy, I, it, yeah. See, I would have thought that. I would have thought that, except he had a mustard cover crop in there all winter, which he tilled under. So there shouldn't be anything down there. Uh, there shouldn't be any any nematodes. No. Any there shouldn't be anything weird down there. No virus. No nematode. No nothing. This I have no idea what's going on. But his but. His uh, high production hybrids look amazing, and I, I think he's gonna. With those, I think he'll hit it out of the park anyway. Which is what I want to say to you people. For you people who are in love with the word heirloom, I highly suggest you get over it. It is an unrequited yeah. love affair. It it is. Um, it's it's a menage a trois. You're falling in love with a plant that's in love with death. Uh, don't. You're, if you're going to have to grow food, if you're going to need food, you're not going to be able to hang your hopes on on a plant that just wants to commit suicide. It's not going to work. You're not going to get anything off of them. Like he said, it's fun to grow them, and they, t- they do taste better than the hybrids, uh, especially if you're into the uh, Cherokee purple or the black creme, those things. It, tomatoes don't get any better than that, uh, except for the sun gold, which you will always right. have success with. But but what I'm suggesting you do right here is get your hands on, go to Haas Tools and get your hands on a bunch of um, hybrid tomato seeds. Um, I have printed down some prices here for you. Uh, the Bellarosa, which is, uh, which is one of the go-to production varieties, and I've mentioned them numerous times, uh, 10 seeds, 4 bucks, uh, 50 seeds, Ten dollars, and I would certainly go with that. A thousand seeds, one hundred and eleven dollars, and as I recall, uh, ten thousand seeds was sixty-eight hundred dollars. 
So if you're a high roller, and I don't know why they put that in there. That must have been for fun. I don't know who in the hell would do that. But the um, but the 2255s. You the never Boston know, Rick. Well, no, you don't. Uh, I'm sure there are some farmers. It's like those you know, selling. The largest order I got was for 288, two gross. And I never well, expected that. Right. Well, there will be there will be people. Uh, I know that I know that Haas Tools is one of the primary dealers for that Haasinator twenty two fifty five. Um, so maybe they can sell to some farmers down there. We're still trialing it. Uh, I'm still growing some. Not you know I have nothing to report yet. I can tell you that the plant is very healthy and it's about three feet tall. But it's too early for me to tell you what sort of production. Or the flavor. It was bred for flavor, as you recall. Um, the, those are 50 seeds for 13 bucks. Um, here's something I found fascinating. Uh, this is the first time we have ever grown the Torangina, which is the determined variety of Sun Gold. Um, mine are still small, but his, his in southern Georgia look absolutely amazing. And they are about four feet tall, and they are absolutely loaded with, with, with tomatoes. Um, they've got fronds and fronds of, of, of their green still, but yeah, I'll tell you that plant is, is it's got a really, uh, upgraded, uh, disease package on it too. Sun Gold's 50 seeds for six bucks. In my opinion, that is the bargain of a lifetime. That's a good price. Uh, oh, well. you can do a lot with, you can do a lot with Sun Gold's too. They're Roma style tomatoes, whether it's Tachi or Invincible. That's a Roma tomato, you know, bit made for salads and canning. Uh, Fifty seeds, thirteen dollars. Also, not bad. Um, I would, I, bought that. I would, I would suggest to you. I would suggest to you, uh, and I, you know, I, I try not to be uh, overbearing or bombastic or too opinionated. I suggest you lay your hands on some of these hybrid production seeds and store them well. Um, because the World Economic Forum had a quote this week, and um, apparently, what is it? Get ready for pain. That's what they said. Yes. This bunch of it, yes. assholes. And they also told everybody that it was going to be worth it, Rick, because of the changes that are becoming and the good things that will happen to the planet if we simply starve to death. Oh, I I would tend to see I can I can see their thinking I just don't want to do that. That's not part of my plan. No. I have I have a local plan and it's 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 much more sustainable. That is to say I get to sustain my life which and and the and the lives of my uh, children and their children. Uh, I'm kind of into that. I know it's selfish. I know that I'm not worshiping worshiping at the altar of Gaia or AOC. I get that. And I'm pretty sure my Social credit score sucks, but um, okay. So uh, let's see. Was there anything else? Uh, sweet potato slips from the steel plant company, um, and I guess we can kind of stop there. Uh, let's shift gears, shall we? Just a little bit to go ahead. Economic forum situation. Um, they're talking about uh, gas uh, at six dollars. 
and ten or six dollars and twenty cents by June, which, as we know, is a long way off. So it'll be okay. Ten dollar um, diesel the, by August. Well, the d- demand demand destruction, demand destruction, meaning people stop using it, starts at four bucks. Where people start stop driving, or they start carpooling, or they start buying little tiny cars again. You remember those? Remember those little shoes they were selling called cars back in the last yep. PS gas crisis run? Yeah, their SUVs just disappeared, and then you know everybody's driving around these roller skates. That was great. Um, I wonder how many people uh, got hit in one of those things and landed in another zip code. Um, oh. So. One of those little roller skates was all we could afford after our Ford got totaled. We wound up buying one of those. Uh, that's not the Edge, the other one. Oh, shit, but it's a tiny little shit. I don't like it, but it's all well, we could afford. Well, if, as long as you don't get hit. Um, the, um, yeah. The, uh, but the gas mileage uh, will be astonishing. Uh, I have a... Uh, a Kawasaki, it's it's a Ninja, but it's it's on and off road, so it's an enduro, uh, and it's it's um, it's a motorcycle. I'm talking about uh, 660 650 cc's, but I'm I, I'm selling that here any minute, and I bought a little uh, <laughs> a little uh, Yamaha 85, which probably gets about 900 miles to the gallon. So, you know, we'll see about that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so with respect to growing your own food, um, we we have. Let's start with Iran. Um, Iran is now uh, mandating. Well, they're not. Well, yeah. Well, they got a gun to your head. They want. They want. They're, they're initiating biometric IDs, which is a algorithm that combines your your police record with. Uh, a picture of your head, and if if everything's good, yeah, that is to say, if, if you like the Taliban and you've been beating your wife, they'll let you get some a little bit of bread uh, at at a reduced rate, uh, but just a little. Uh, but after that, um, you can buy all the bread you want at the market price, which is I don't know. I, they didn't state it. It's unaffordable. Uh, and more than half the country uh, is living below the right. poverty level. So I think that you can see where this is going. They've already had uh, some fatal food riots lately, and it's just going to get a whole lot worse here any minute. Um, so that's Iran. Uh, it is, um, it is of course, oh, by the way, that's for bread only. What they're going to do now is add uh, things like poultry, uh, cooking oil, cheese, and a whole host of other cr- products that you would need to get by. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, you're gonna require, you're gonna have to toe the line. Damn it, you're gonna have to have, you're gonna have to be yeah. a good boy and a good girl. Or you're gonna starve to death, um, and you're probably gonna starve Just to like death China. anyway. Yep, yep, yep. I-, I told you guys about a couple years ago that this central bank digital currency would wind up being connected to your social credit score. And, I mean, seriously, yeah. uh, I have no, I have nothing but a bunch of red X's on mine, so I'm going to have to grow my own food 
um, which I guess they'll they'll probably come by in the middle of the night and put Roundup on everything. But um, but but this is where it's going, um, and and it's widely opined that they'll pull that stunt here. Oh, and I'm sure I'm sure that's on on the radar. I'm sure that that's going to be some sort of an outgrowth of the central bank digital currency, which will be rolled out as soon as they collapse the dollar, which they're working furiously on. Uh, they're going to keep raising rates until the system closes. Well, I think closed. that's going to happen this year, Rick. Well, that's that's what I think being... CDBC or central bank digital currency is going to happen this year, I believe. Well, the collapse is supposed to happen this year. They say they're going to allow a certain amount of yeah. pain, certain time of pain, then roll it out and tell you they're going to save you with it. Yeah. Okay, That's ladies and, and gentlemen, it is time for our top of the hour break. The call-in number is 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. We'll be back in about three minutes, folks. People who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. 